to Blacklight Mass Incarceration Show. I am your host, Sierra Cobb. Blacklight Mass Incarceration Show is a space that is used to uplift the unheard voices of the criminal and social justice issues that many face today. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, Black Light listeners. It's your favorite podcast host, Sierra Cobb. I'm back with another one. And in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the oppressive tactics that are used in prison and how upper management is complicit with the way that staff is allowed to treat those who are incarcerated. I'm just getting too many reports from different facilities of how staff has been acting, how they put false allegations on those that are incarcerated to hold them in solitary confinement or to have them bust back into closed custody and how when you reach out to upper management about the problems that are going on, they always seem to ignore it and act like it's okay. Also, the fact that You know, I've heard from several different people how upper management at DAC sits around and talks about the incarcerated or how they laugh about the treatment that they complain about. Like, it's funny. It's not funny. There's nothing about slavery and oppression that is funny, especially if you are of color and you're upholding those tactics because... The things that our ancestors went through to free us from slavery and to see those people that uphold the tactics of slavery that our ancestors fought so hard to stop is disgusting. And I just want the world to know that us as advocates and abolitionists and activists, we have to really put pressure on these systems to change these systems. Because this oppressive, exploratory, because they exploit them, practices that they do is not working here. It's not. In the last episode, I talked to y'all about Norway's culture and how Norway looks at incarceration from a rehabilitation and reintegration lens and not from a punitive punishment lens like America does. America is the only country that has the highest population of incarceration. America is the only country that gives people life without parole or give them the death penalty. Other countries max their sentences at 30 years, some at 20, because they understand that people deserve second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. It's not just a second chance. It's chance after chance until you get it right. And they provide you the resources to be able to get it right. And they understand that everybody's human and that they make mistakes. And so this is what America needs to understand, that your punitive punishment is not going to stop crime. It has not made the public safe at all. If if anything, it's made the public safety worse because you are continuously taking people from the community and you're warehousing them. You have children in in prison, you have middle age, you have young age, and now you have elderly. And we just keep warehousing these people as if it's okay to warehouse people to make 
money for America, because that's all it is. Just like how our slave ancestors pick cotton to get America's economy booming. It's the same thing with slavery. It's the same thing with with incarceration. They use the incarcerated population to get free labor. And that's what the other countries don't do. They don't use their incarcerated population to get free labor. They get out there and they work and they get it. So I just wanted to talk to y'all about, you know, how we have to change this, y'all. Like this, this is just getting, it's getting out of hand. It's been going on for too long and we demand a change. I see a lot of states now are starting to try to put in prison oversight boards to ensure that people that are incarcerated are treated fairly. And I don't think it's funny that you're sitting up there laughing at the treatment of somebody that's incarcerated when they are complaining about how they're being treated, especially if they're wrongfully convicted. I need for y'all to understand and know that a large part of your population has been wrongfully convicted and you are laughing and making jokes while you're out playing golf and having fun with your family, but then you're oppressing people that are in the carceral system instead of trying to help them rehabilitate and try to help them get out of that system. Like I said before, there's plenty of people that are wrongfully convicted and they should not be subject to that kind of treatment. So here we go, y'all. So today we will just shed light on the reported oppressive tactics employed by the staff and how upper management actions contribute to the preparatory of such practices. Additionally, explores claims that some members of management team seemingly make light of the treatment of incarcerated individuals, further exacerbating the issues. We will look into how oppressive tactics employed by the staff are enabled and encouraged by the actions of upper management. This is just crazy, y'all. To disregard the treatment of those incarcerated allows such practices to continue and suggests that these practices are not taken seriously by those in power. And they're not. They're not taken seriously. Like you will email them and tell them what is going on and they will make all types of excuses as to why staff is right. Staff is not right. People who run the prison wardens are not right. They run the prison as if Everybody in there is not human. I don't understand that. Anyway, within the walls of many of the prisons in North Carolina, incarcerated individuals have reported experiencing a range of oppressive tactics at the hands of the facility staff. These tactics include, but not limited to physical abuse, as we see that three or four uh, correctional officers was discharged in Scotland Correctional for beating down somebody, on top of the numerous letters that we receive about people getting beat down by staff. And of course, upper management does nothing about it. They let the public pay for the lawsuits because you already know somebody's going to sue. And it is your taxpaying dollars that are paying for these lawsuits because upper management does not want to take in accountability what their staff is doing. They do not want to tell them that they are wrong. They do not want to reprimand them for anything. They just want to keep paying out all these lawsuits because it's not coming out of their pockets. It's coming. Well, technically it is if they're paying taxes. So there you go for that. But it's coming out of our everyday taxes. Our everyday, every day that we pay taxes is being paid out in lawsuits because DAC does not want to stop the inhumane treatment. Verbal harassment, excessive use of solitary confinement, denial of basic human rights, inadequate a- access to health care, 
there's so many people that I receive letters from who cannot get proper health care at all inside a prison. And then you wonder why you have to put palliative care units inside of your prisons because you're not offering them any type of health care. If you don't want to offer them health care, if you don't want to give them basic human rights and stop using solitary confinement excessively, then let them go. There is no reason why you should not at least be giving them adequate health care or basic human rights. They are human just like you and I, just like you want your human rights, they do too. These practices not only violate the rights of an incarcerated population, but it also hinders the effects towards rehabilitation and reintegration, which America doesn't care nothing about. And then they wonder why the public is not safe, why communities are not safe, why communities are basically not even communities anymore because they have incarcerated everybody. This human treatment of incarcerated individuals must be addressed and justice must be served. Reforms must be implemented to ensure that those behind bars are being treated with dignity and respect. We must work to create a system of criminal justice that is truly just and equitable, y'all. It's up to us, us out here fighting every day to change that system, to make sure that our loved ones are receiving the humanity and treatment that they should. Nobody who commits a crime should have to be subjected to any type of inhumane treatment. And I don't think that it's right that you have these politicians and you have people who have money and, you know, they might get three or four years for doing something to somebody. Or let's take, for instance, the correctional officers that were arrested. I guarantee you that they won't get no 20, 30 years. I guarantee you they'll get a slap on the wrist and then they'll go apply somewhere else and they will get that job. And that is not fair. That's not right. That is not fair. That is not equitable. That is not just. That is just downright dirty. Everybody should be treated the same. If you commit a crime, I don't care how much power you have, you should be subjected to the same kind of treatment. And as we see, that doesn't go for all. It only goes for the poor population or the black and brown population or, you know, the immigrants. I mean, it's just, it's just disgusting. I can't I can't wrap my head around anybody that will want to go into a job and treat somebody inhumanely and go home and sleep at night. I just I can't wrap my head around that at all. Anyway, y'all, upper management's complicity because they're very complicit into what happens. They are always given excuses for how their staff acts. They don't even say anything half the time to the staff. If they do, they might call and give them a little warning. And that's it. Just like, for instance, when they go and they do pop-up inspections, which they're not pop-up because they always call the warden and let them know when they're coming. And the warden will take them around certain areas and they don't see the, the true inhumane treatment that is going on. They don't see anything. They have the incarcerated population, you know, basically prepare for somebody in the upper management to come and expect. But then nothing's done. They come, they walk around for a few hours, and then they, they talk, laugh, and giggle, and then they're on their way. Disgusting. Oppressive tactics employed by the staff are isolated incidents, but seem to be supported and upheld by upper management. This complicity from the management team exacerbates the polite of incarcerated individuals and raises questions about the institution's 
commitment to its stated mission of rehabilitation, which there's no rehabilitation. I don't even know why they say that. Prison in America will never be rehabilitated until they change their culture, until they change their thinking. This is evident by the fact that they have been reports of staff misconduct that have not been addressed in a timely manner, or there have not been any repercussions for staff members involved. This lack of accountability perpetuates culture of impunity and sends a message that the institution is more interested in maintaining its power than fulfilling a mission to rehabilitate individuals. That's what it's about. It's about power over people. It's not about making sure that you are rehabilitating these people so they can go out in the community and be productive citizens. It's about maintaining power over people. And there should never be power over people. Everybody should be treated the same. Everybody should have the right to live in stable housing, have you know sustainable living wages, have a sustainable house, and be treated with dignity, period. Everybody should be respected. And that is why I did that last episode on the culture of Norway, because staff respects those incarcerated and those incarcerated respect staff. When you have those two things that coincide together, your prison can run so smoothly. You wouldn't have to worry about advocates calling and emailing you about inhumane treatment. Like to me, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand why DAC can't do things that make sense. Why do we always have to step in as advocates and lawyers to make sure or do a lawsuit to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing? What is what is the point of having upper management at DAC if y'all aren't going to make sure that things are done right and that people are treated fairly? I don't understand it. I don't understand why you think it's funny that people are suffering. I don't understand why you think it's funny that people are in solitary confinement for things that they did not do because staff is lying or because they have a confidential informant that's putting lies on somebody because the warden doesn't want that person at that camp. Then just transfer them out. Why are you knocking people back when it's already hard to succeed in prison as it is? It's already hard to rehabilitate yourself in, in a culture and a nasty environment that they have. And they don't see nothing wrong with it, y'all. Nothing. Disgusting. Disgusting. I know that my people worked hard to get away from slavery tactics. And to see that prison upholds slavery tactics is disgusting. And I'm going to keep talking about it. I know y'all are listening and I hope you're listening because it's disgusting how you're treating these people. And I'm going to continue to talk about it until it is changed. Nobody deserves that treatment. Reports suggest that upper management not only turns a blind eye to the oppressive tactics, but also actively participates in maintaining them. Rather than addressing concerns and implementing necessary reform, it is alleged that some of the members of management team perpetuates a culture of indifference, further propaganding the cycle of oppression within the facility. This complicity at management level not only undermines the trust between staff and the incarcerated, but also erodes the credibility of the institution as a whole. 
Furthermore, this culture is indifferent and can lead to dangerous situations for both incarcerated and staff. As safety protocols are not followed or taken seriously and understaffing and overcrowding become even more of an issue. So let's just talk about understaffing for a second. Okay, so nationwide, not only are prisons understaffed, police departments are understaffed, and jails are understaffed. So what does that tell you, y'all? That tells you that people who have a right mind don't want to be involved in inhumane and unjust tactics. So that's why they're not applying for these jobs. Now in Norway, they have a list waiting for people that are applying for that job. Why? Because they know that for one, they're going to be in a safe environment. Two, they're going to receive three years of training. And three, they are going to be empathetic to the incarcerated population. That's how you get people to come work for you. Not having the tactics. This generation is not going to go for that at all. They don't want to oppress their own people. They don't want to treat them like they're not human, y'all. What do you not understand about that? That's why you're short-staffed. That's why you're going to continue to be short-staffed until you change your culture. Your culture is disgusting. It's disgusting. Okay? So why are we still warehousing people when you don't even have enough staff to watch people? I seen a TikTok that in Alabama, the people that incarcerated were walking around by themselves because there was absolutely no staff there to watch them. Why? Because staff is getting tired too. They're getting tired of the prison culture. Not only are the people incarcerated being treated inhumanely, you have so much drama in between the staff because of how certain upper management treats certain people that are that work for them that most people don't even want to be bothered, so they'll quit. Because the whole culture is disgusting. There's nothing that appeases anybody about going to apply to be a correctional officer. Okay? Nothing. So, again, why are we still warehousing people when you don't even have enough staff to hold people? It's because America is lazy and they want to get free labor off of people that's incarcerated and they don't care if it's burning down. They're going to continue to do this until it is burnt down and they can't rebuild it. And that's what I want. I want it burnt all the way down so you can't rebuild this nastiness that you have because it's nasty and it's oppressive and nobody should be treated like that. And I'm glad that people are finally realizing that that is not a job for anybody. So we're calling for accountability and reform. The oppressive tactics of those employed at correctional facilities in North Carolina and the complicity of upper management demand immediate attention and intervention, y'all. Like we have really got to band together and say no more. The right and dignity of incarcerated individuals should be upheld and their path to rehabilitation should be implemented by the system that perpetuates oppression. And I see a lot of states that are really starting to stand up. And like I said, put prison oversight boards, they're coming up with the clean slate initiative where they will expunge your records so you're able to get a job because they understand that when you have working productive people in your community, that's how you get, that's how you make your economy better 
not warehousing people, paying them 25 cents an hour to do all types of jobs for y'all to get free labor, for y'all to get it at a half price to sell to America and make a bunch of money. Just like the slavery days when they had them picking cotton. That is what got America's economy booming was picking cotton. You didn't see none of them out there picking cotton. Who'd you see out there picking cotton? My point. And it's the same way now in prison. Besides now, you have a lot more other cultures that are incarcerated because America has gotten really greedy. And they don't care what race you are. As long as you're able to go out there and be a slave for them, they don't care. But I guarantee you they commit a crime. They won't be in prison for a very long time. I guarantee you some of them don't even go to prison. Look at all the police officers that got away with killing with state-sanctioned murders and a lot of them got a slap on the wrist. But any other American out here that commits a murder, they get life. They get death. They get three or four or five life sentences. But you don't never see none of them getting that, do you? No. Anyway, it's imperative that... Through investigation, that through investigation can be conducted to reveal authorities to uncover the truth behind these allegations. Transparency, y'all. Transparency and accountability should be prioritized. Something that DAC does not understand. Transparency and accountability. Y'all always want to be so secret about everything. There's no transparency and there's definitely no accountability, but you want those that's incarcerated to have accountability but y'all don't want any accountability for how your staff treats them, regardless of their position within the facility's hierarchy. Furthermore, reform must be implemented to address the systematic issues that enable oppressive practices to persist. This includes comprehensive staff training, increased oversight, and establishment of channels for incarcerated to voice their grievances without fear of retaliation. That is another thing. Nobody in prison can tell what they're experiencing without them being retaliated on. So you think people are just supposed to sit there and be punished and be treated inhumanely and be beat on and not say anything? You wouldn't want that if you were in their shoes. That's the problem. Nobody wants to put their self in their shoes. That you would want to be treated like that. And all I ever hear is, well, if you do the crime, you do the time. Well, what about the people who never did the crime, but they were falsely accused and got all this time for something they did not do. So you can't no longer use, oh, you do the crime, you do the time. Okay, so what about everybody else that's, that's done crimes? The people in power that's done crimes, they don't do no time. What about them? Y'all sending about them? Only through measures can correctional institutions truly fulfill its mission of rehabilitation while respecting the rights and dignity of those incarcerated in the population. Y'all fail to believe that these people have rights. They have a right to be treated fairly. They have a right to be treated like a human and they have a right to have dignity. You have no right to treat them any kind of way. You have no right to be like, oh, well, this is a daycare and you feel like you could treat them like their children. Some of these people are really just trying to do their time. Whether they committed the crime or not are really trying to do their time in peace and rehabilitate themselves and y'all staff hinders that. And you wonder why they come back out here and they commit crimes because you're you are topping more trauma on top of the trauma they've already experienced before incarceration. And if you haven't experienced trauma before incarceration, you're sure going to experience it now. People leave prison 
with PTSD. You're not supposed to leave prison with PTSD. That comes from the inhumane treatment of staff. And it comes from the fact that upper management is complicit with what staff is doing. There's no point in even having upper management. If you're going to sit there and let them do whatever, and then it takes people like me and all these other advocates and activists and abolitionists to come and step up and call and email and do lawsuits for y'all to even acknowledge anything. And then you still don't acknowledge anything because it's still happening over and over and over and over. The oppressive tactics employed by staff members at correctional facilities, along with alleged complicity of upper management, raises serious concerns about the treatment of incarcerated individuals in the facility. The perpetuation of such tactics undermines the principles of justice and rehabilitation. This is critical that immediate action is taken to investigate all allegations, hold those responsible and accountable, and implement necessary reform to ensure the well-being and rights of those incarcerated. Yes, it really should be taken into serious consideration. And there needs to be accountability for staff. When staff acts any kind of way to those incarcerated, there needs to be accountability. You can't hold the incarcerated accountable and put them in a hole, but then your staff acts any kind of way and then you want to stand up behind them like it's okay. It's not. Remind you, I've had a lot of ex-correctional officers tell me about the things that's done in DAC, in upper management, and the things that they say about people. So don't think what you're saying and what you're doing is behind closed doors because it's not. Those people don't agree with it. just because they're working for you right then and there don't mean they agree with what y'all are doing. And a lot of them are voicing their opinions about how disgusting y'all are, how disgusting your culture is, and how they don't want to be a part of that. Even how you treat them. Some of them are treated horribly when they want to stand up for those incarcerated. You, you, they get looked at like they're the worst person in the world. Some of them get demoted because they want to stand up for the incarcerated population because they don't like the way they're being treated. And that should not happen either. This is why America is where we are, because we are so power hungry. Instead of making sure everybody in our community is thriving, it's all about power and money and greed. That's what it's about. It's not about human rights or human dignity. It's about power, money and greed. And until that is changed, taxpayers are going to continue to pay lawsuits out because DAC does not want to do what makes sense. They want to do the opposite. Common sense. It's just common sense. You would not hear from me. You would not hear from lawyers. You would not hear from activists or abolitionists if you did common sense things. I don't understand it. Make it make sense to me, y'all. Make it make sense, DAC. All the upper management, I'm talking to you, make it make sense because y'all are so complicit with what staff is doing to these people. And I'm going to keep talking about it until I see a change. I am going to keep advocating until I see a change. I am going to keep on until I see a change. And I want everybody else to demand a change too. If you're in this, this line of work, this movement, please, Keep sending emails, keep calling, and keep letting them know that you're not going to stand for the way that they treat people incarcerated and that you demand that they have accountability for their staff. 
That's what it should be. It shouldn't be anything else but accountability. If you want them to be accountable, then y'all have to be accountable. Y'all got to take accountability for the way that y'all treat people because it's disgusting. It's very disgusting. It's nasty. And that is not how we should be operating. There needs to be a lot more training, a lot of training. They need to take a lot of training to understand communication and empathy towards these people. And I guarantee you, if you had those two things, staff would have as many problems as they have now. Stop getting on a power trip and treat these people humanely. Because as I said again, I will keep saying you have so many people that are wrongfully convicted. Just go back and listen to half of the episodes on Black Light Mass Incarceration Show and you will see all the people that are wrongfully convicted and they're subjected to this treatment. And then you have upper management laughing about it while they're out there on the golf course or while they're eating dinner or while they're on vacation or while they're talking on the phone amongst each other. They're laughing about it. Ain't nothing funny about that. So I want y'all to know what you're doing, what you're saying is not behind closed doors. It's coming out. We hear it. We know what's going on. And I'm going to be the one that keep confronting it until it is changed. Because I don't believe anybody should be treated inhumanely at all. I don't care what you're doing. Everybody's human. Everybody make mistakes. People in DAC have made mistakes. People in DAC. People in power have made mistakes. Some of them haven't even committed crimes. They got away with it. Why? Because they had money to, to, to pay somebody to hush it up and to get rid of that case. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to keep talking about it, y'all. And I, I want y'all to really figure out ways that if you're especially in this movement, that you can push forward the Clean Slate initiative in your state, that you can push forward for oversight accountability. Like FAM. Families Against Mandatory Minimums, they're asking for upper people in upper power, upper management to go visit a prison because they want them to see what really goes on. Not, not call them and tell them you're coming, but just pop up to see how people are really being treated. Because while you're in your little silos and you're having a good time, there's people who are being treated like they're not humans. So I really encourage y'all to go visit a prison to see what it's like. Pop up on them and see how they're treating those people. So, yeah, we have to do better. We have to really rally around what is going on and really wrap our minds around it and sit down and figure out cohesively how we can change this thing and make it more like Norway. Because I'm tired of people suffering. I'm tired of getting all of these emails and calls about people treated inhumanely who aren't getting accurate accurate health care. It's disgusting, y'all. We got to do better. So y'all, please really sit down and think about that and figure out how you can and how you can move this movement forward in a positive way for those that are incarcerated. Because it could be you. You could be incarcerated anytime. Nobody is exempt for incarceration, as you see. Nobody is exempt. You could be wrongfully convicted. You could be accused of a crime. You weren't even in the area and go to prison for God knows how long. Your son, your daughter, your mother, your brother, your sister, it could happen to anybody, y'all. So we have to make sure that we are protecting our community, that we're keeping our community safe, because we know that people in power and these governmental facilities will never keep the community safe. 
if anything, they're going to continue to harm our communities and divide our communities and keep us in division. That's why we can't get anywhere because we're so divided. It's not about public safety for people in power at all. Nothing about public safety screams to them besides locking people up and tearing communities down. So please, y'all, for us to get back to how we were years ago, having a village, we have to be the ones to change that. We have to be the ones to stand up and say, no more. We're not taking this no more. We want better. We want a better America. But it's going to be on us. And I'm glad that I actually had the opportunity to go. Me and my colleague, Daydon, had the opportunity to go and speak to a bunch of college students at A&T about capitalism and how capitalism harms you know, people of the poor population in the black and brown communities and how, you know, we need to change that and how we can change that. And hopefully Daydon will be on soon to give y'all a little, a little lesson, as I call. Daydon is really educated when it comes to capitalism and things of that nature. And I, I think you'll really enjoy what Daydon has to say. So please, y'all just keep supporting Keep writing, keep fighting, keep standing up for the good fight, because if you don't stand up for something, you ain't going to stand up for nothing. And we have to stand up for our, our incarcerated population because they are suffering severely with the complicity of upper DAC, DOC, whatever your Department of Corrections is called. Our people are suffering because these people think that it's funny that people are oppressed. It's not funny. Nothing about it's funny. Anyway, y'all. I'm out. Have a good one. Interact with me. Send me emails. I want to know what y'all are thinking. I want to know what some of y'all are doing in your state to change the oppressive culture that we have in prison. Reach out to me, y'all. Until next time, peace and love. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Your host, Sierra Cobb. Take care.